believing we grow. Today we're very happy to bring you a very wonderful class by His Holiness, Indra Swami. This class is all about the history and significance of Sankirtan and how it's such a wonderful opportunity for us to come together and give the highest benediction to the world at large. But before we do that, I'd like to share a verse. This is from the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 22, verse 47. Maharaj is speaking to the four Kumaras. The verse is this. Maharaj continued, How can such persons who have rendered unlimited service by explaining the path of self-realization in relation to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and whose explanations are given for our enlightenment with complete conviction and Vedic evidence be repaid except by folded palms containing water for their satisfaction. Such great personalities can be satisfied only by their own activities, which are distributed amongst human society out of their unlimited mercy. So at the end of the purport, Srila Prabhupada says this, Knowledge of Krishna is such a great gift that it is impossible to repay the benefactor. Therefore, Prithu Maharaj requested the Kumaras to be satisfied by their own benevolent activities in delivering souls from the clutches of Maya. The king saw that there was no other way to satisfy them for their exalted activities. The word Vinoda Patram can be divided into two words, Vina and Uda Patram, or can be understood as one word, Vinoda Patram, which means joker. A joker's activities simply arouse laughter, and a person who tries to repay the spiritual master or teacher of the transcendental message of Krishna becomes a laughing stock, just like a joker, because it is not possible to repay such a debt. The best friend and benefactor of all people is one who awakens humanity to its original Krishna consciousness. And this is what Sankirtan is. Sankirtan is an opportunity for us to offer something, even if it's a hopeless task, and that being to try and fully repay the spiritual master and the acharyas. But we can offer our life, and this is a glorious offering. So, we hope you enjoyed the class. Thank you again for listening. Please subscribe and share this podcast with as many people as you think would benefit. Because our goal here is to spread the good news and the transcendental sound vibration and inspire Sankirtan and the spirit of Sankirtan all over the world. Thank you very much for listening. Hare Krishna. This morning we have gathered for a a special program to honor the devotees who participated in the yearly um, marathon to distribute our beloved spiritual master's books. It is sometimes called the Christmas Marathon <laughs> in Western countries. I believe here in India, other parts of the world, it's referred to as Shri Prabhupada Marathon. But it is a uh, glorious occasion whenever and wherever the Sankirtan movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is increased. One time, Sri Prabhupada said that Krishna consciousness is blissful when it's expanding. Ananda Bhuti Bhadavanam. Krishna consciousness becomes blissful, it becomes relishable when the Sankirtan movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is expanding throughout the world. Actually, this 
um, phenomena of book distribution is nothing new. Historically, the importance of books and the distribution of transcendental knowledge began 5,000 years ago, just after the departure of the Lord to his own abode. Within moments of the Lord's departure from this world, uh, Kali Yuga began in a very insidious way. Simultaneously, Srila Vyasadeva, the literary incarnation of the Lord, Shaktavasha Avatar, um, perceiving or predicting the fallen nature of this age, people's tendency towards sense gratification, sinful activity, and the result of being unable to assimilate transcendental knowledge, primarily because their memory would be affected. He took the one Veda and he divided that into four Vedas. And along with the help of Ganeshji, he wrote down that Vedic knowledge for the people of Kala Yuga. Previous to this age, in Dupura Yuga, in Treta Yuga, and Sata Yuga, people were so advanced that just upon hearing Vedic knowledge, they would not only be able to remember, they would understand, and in many cases they would be vidyan, or they would realize that knowledge. This is the days of yore. Um, but with the commencement of Kali Yuga, people's uh, spiritual qualities became greatly diminished, so they would not be able to hear and remember, apply, realize. So out of compassion, Srila Vyasadeva wrote it down. So you could take the book and you could read. You could take the book and you could read. You could take the book. Re repetition, Prabhupada said, is necessary for understanding the subject matter. So this is the beginning of the dissemination of knowledge through the written word. As we say in modern terminology, the pen is mightier than the sword. So down through the millennium, because millennium refers to a thousand years at a time, down through the millenniums to the present age, through our, or through the many disciplic successions, this knowledge was disseminated to the public at large. With the appearance of Lord Chaitanya, um, this knowledge became available to the entire world. Krishna Varnam Pusha Krishnam Shangopanga Shaparshadam Yagnai Sankatan Payak Yajantihi Shu Merashah. Mahaprabhu's message was meant to be disseminated to the entire human race, not just India, where it was contained for thousands of years. The treasure house of Krishna consciousness was meant to be broken asunder and distributed to the entire world. So in that light, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave three instructions to his principal disciples. He had many disciples, but his principal disciples were the Sad Goswamis or the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. And he gave instructions, very specific instructions to those Goswamis who were to carry out his missionary activities in India and beyond the borders of India. You come here to Vrindavan and you reestablish the lost places of Krishna's pastimes. Number one. Number two, you establish the worship of the deity form of the Lord, which was primarily the process of Dharma in the uh, Dupura Yuga. And you assimilate all this knowledge which has come down from Vedivyas, and you write books on the science of Krishna consciousness. Specifically, you demonstrate how Krishna 
is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Ishwara Panama Krishna Satchidananda Vigraha Anadir Adir Govinda Sarvakaranakana. You establish Krishna as Shwayam Bhagavan and you disseminate Krishna's instructions, specifically Bhagavad Gita and the XYZs of Transcendental Knowledge, Srimad Bhagavatam, around. You compile that knowledge and you show Krishna's disciplinary person and you give the process of devotional service to the Lord. So the Goswamis did that. They sat here in Vrindavan and they went through all the various Vedic scriptures and demonstrated or showed how Krishna is the Supreme Lord and we're all his eternal servants. They wrote books and books and volumes of literatures, especially Srila Jiva Goswami on the science of devotional service. They set the precedent. And soon after the departure of the Goswamis, the next generation, Naratam, Srinivasacharya, Shamananda Pandit, they were deputed with the um, first task of sending that message out from Sri Vrindavan to Bengal, because there were devotees in Bengal and there were devotees in Vrindavan and Orissa, but primarily these two particular parts of India. And we know the story, the pastime of the um, of Naratam and Srinivas and Shamananda taking the books of the Goswamis to Bengal. Actually, they, there was only one copy of each book at that time. Really the seed of the Sankirtan movement. And the books were almost lost, as we know, on the way to Bengal, but by the efforts of Srinivasacharya, they were recovered and they were copied. Subsequently, down to the generations, hand by hand, they were copied. But generally, this was for the uh, scholarly persons, the pundits, the sadhus, they would it was very meticulous to copy that book and not change anything, copy like one. So it was increasing. But then some generations later, with the appearance of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who understood the heart of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that this knowledge was meant to be available for everyone, he began uh, translating and disseminating that knowledge, both in the actual scriptures and through his own writings, which are considered by the Acharyas as good as the Vedas because he's a pure devotee, a fully self-realized soul. And he actually demonstrated Mahaprabhu's inner desire that this movement go all over the world by sending the first book to McGill University, I think it's in Canada, The Life and Precepts of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we're actually going over the history of book distribution, a brief summary of the history of book distribution. He instilled the same desire in his illustrious son, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, who took it one step further by utilizing the printing press. Actually, after the departure of Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur, it's described in Bhakti Vikash Maharaj's epic. Um, book on the life of, of um, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur that soon after the departure of his father Bhakti Vinod Thakur Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati tried to establish a press in Calcutta um, and he worked alone for one year no one came forward to help him he struggled for one year to get the press going, get the books out. Eventually, some fortunate souls realized his greatness and came forward and assisted him, and then the Sankirtan movement's not. So, like father, like son, his illustrious son, our glorious spiritual master, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, he passed the baton, as we say in French. You have the race, where four, four, a team of four 
there's a medley race. One goes around the track, he has the baton to the second person who runs around, and the third person, and then there's the, the fastest person who's always the fourth person. They give the baton to him, and he runs around. So there's different groups of four. The medley race. The baton of transcendental knowledge was handed to our spiritual master, Sridhar Prabhupada. Actually, the instruction was not just given to Sridhar Prabhupada to preach through the medium of the English-speaking language. That instruction was also given to others, Prabhupada's godbrothers, but it was our Prabhupada who took it to heart. One day he was reading a commentary on Bhagavad Gita by Srila Vishnav Takavari Thakur in one particular verse in the purport. Vishnav Takavari Thakur says that one should take the instruction of the spiritual master as one's very life and soul. And we know that Prabhupada got the instruction from Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. You look like an intelligent, educated man. Why don't you, boy, why don't you take the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the English-speaking world? Uh, Prabhupada said one time that even before he finished his obeisances at the first meeting in Calcutta, even before he got up from offering his obeisances to the sadhu, Bhaktisvananda He was already instructing him. He realized his eternal disciple, Arshita Prabhupada, Bhaktisvananda Sarasar, realized Arshita and said, you. So he took that to heart. And many times that instruction was given in different ways. If you ever get money, print books. So it, it took a little time because Prabhupada had his the schooling, he had his business, he had his householder life, it was all the arrangement of the Lord. And then eventually, Prabhupada took up that same mission that's been coming down for 5,000 years from Srila Vyas. And according to time, place and circumstance, this is the um, ability of the Acharya to see how to apply the message according to time, place and circumstance. Prabhupada came to Vrindavan and began writing. Back to Godhead magazine. He would write it. He would take it to the printers in Delhi. He would take it off the press and he would go onto the streets of Delhi and single-handedly, continuing the Sankatha movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in the specific way, he would distribute the magazines. Even sometimes we hear fainting due to the hot sun of India in the summer. One day a friend told him, this is very nice, this distribution of magazines, but if you can uh, distribute books, it will have a greater effect. Because the magazine is read and put to the side, but it's a book is something that people will keep and can refer to. Then he began writing his commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam. And with just a couple of trunks of books, <laughs> he set sail for the West to fulfill the prediction of Srila Vyas that this knowledge would create a revolution in the lives of peoples of, of the misdirected civilization of Kali Yuga. Who would have known? When Prabhupada left Calcutta on that fateful day, there was only one person to see him off, his first disciple, who just waved as this big Jaladuta ship took off. Such an historic moment, generally historic moments, there's many people gathered to honor the occasion. <laughs> but there's only one person. And when Prabhupada arrived in America, there was only one person to greet him, some representative of a travel agency that had been prearranged. But Prabhupada said when he got off the boat, he didn't know whether to go left or right. But he was armed with two important things. Faith in the holy names and faith in the instruction of a spiritual master. And he began distributing the books. He would go store to store, bookstores in New York. And he would go to the stores himself and sell the books. Something was coming in, in this way. And gradually, history has shown a few Fortunate souls came forward from the streets of New York and joined Prabhupada's Sankirtan movement. In the beginning, he didn't have them distributing books. He was just trying to increase their faith in Krishna consciousness. 
Basically, he was just lecturing, chanting, and distributing slices of apples. The only rule to follow was you had to chant Hare Krishna. And then one day a devotee came up to Prabhupada and said, Prabhupada, are there some, Swamiji, are there some rules and regulations we should follow? Prabhupada said, I thought you would never ask. <laughs> so he wrote down those, those who live in the ashram must follow these four regulative principles, attend classes, etc., no coffee, tea. And that became the famous little page you see on the door of every brahmachari ashram even today. Then one day, after a very ecstatic kirtan in the 22nd Avenue ashram, Prabhupada said, take it outside. What? Take the kirtan to the streets. And fortunately there was somebody did a film of that and it's famous now in ISKCON, amongst the many films that are there. You can deep, look deep down and find that happiness on 2nd Avenue. I don't remember what the film was called, but devotees, Gargamuni and Brahmananda and the big, big drum. You can see a little intimidated, a little nervous going out. Gradually going to the park and chanting. And then gradually Prabhupada introduced the uh, principle of book distribution. Later on he said, what will your 10-minute lecture do if they get one of my books? They can read that line in the book and their lives can become perfect. Because Krishna consciousness is always potent, but it's especially potent when it's heard from the lips of a purity devotee. When the holy name is chanted from the lips of a pure devotee, when the glories of the holy name are explained from the lips of a pure devotee, it has a special potency. This is why when I travel, and I always encourage devotees to listen to Prabhupada's lectures, and of all the nice, wonderful bhajans we have presently in Iskand are talented musicians, and they, they sing with purity. Nothing compares to putting a tape of Shri Prabhupada hearing and seeing Naratam Dash Thakur's or Bhaktivinoda Thakur's songs. Lest we forget, we must remind ourselves of the special potency of hearing from a pure devotee like Sri So he introduced the uh, distribution of books and gradually I remember there was the Boston Press. The Boston Press in, in Boston began um, devotees began printing and distributing. I received one of the original Ishopanishads, blue with gold lettering, and Prabhupada was angry because it just said, uh, I think it said AC, it said Bhaktivedanta Swami or something. And Prabhupada said, no, you must put His Divine Grace, Srila, AC, Bhaktivedanta Swami, Prabhupada, Acharya, founder Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Remember that debate going on? And this way he trained us. And then always preaching the importance of the distribution of books. And then in the early 70s, the L.A. devotees, they took the message to heart. And they thought that, well, this period of the year, Christmas, because the West is primarily Christian, it's a favorable time for distributing this knowledge. Because people are, in a sense, in a spirit of giving. Christmas. You give Christmas presents. Maybe you don't know so much about it, but it's like Diwali. You give sweets. So then they give presents. And like Jesus said, it's better to give than it is to receive. So in that spirit of that month and a half where people were buying and giving, devotees would go out and they began the first Christmas marathon. Everybody went out and just a small group of devotees remained behind to maintain the deity worship, Prabhupada authorized. And when they sent the results to Prabhupada, he was very happy. He, so many quotes, nothing pleases me more than this book distribution. Because it was fulfilling the order of his Guru Maharaj and his Guru Maharaj and the desire originally of Srila Vedivyas to create a revolution in Western countries by the dissemination of knowledge through the printed word. So the rest is history. All of us are sitting here today because of the proliferation of that knowledge through Prabhupada's books. 
directly and indirectly, that knowledge has had an amazing effect on modern civilization. Many of the trends in modern society towards Indian culture in the form of vegetarianism, yoga, acceptance of uh, philosophical points like reincarnation, karma, people can't pinpoint it. But obviously it's there due to the proliferation of knowledge through Prabhupada's books. And we must keep stoking the fire. It shouldn't be that book distribution was a phenomenon that took place in the 70s and to some degree the 80s and because of various cultural reasons and this and the good times and the bad times that our movement has gone through, that book distribution decreases. It shouldn't just be a phase of the movement that faded out in due course of time. It was Prabhupada's specific desire. Other programs can and should go on. Prabhupada told us one time, tax your brains how to spread this movement. And devotees are doing that. Now we have the internet. Now we have festival programs. Now we have Bhakti Viksha programs. This is all fine and well. But it should never be at the expense of this the central instruction of Sri Prabhupada to maintain this book distribution. We can't question it. It should go on. And in that way the movement will always be healthy. It's not one or the other. All these programs can go on simultaneously. One time I had a dilemma if I should do this or that. And I went to His Holiness Tamal Krishnamaraj and I said, it's one or the other. He said, why one or the other in Aduna Maharaj? Why not this and that? Oh yeah, okay, I can do both. <laughs> so as we come up with novel ideas, and we should because times change, Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, progress means to make the necessary adjustments on the way to the goal. Just like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he adjusted things so that the preaching could expand. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati adjusted things in a very radical way. He, he rode in motor cars, he wore western clothes, leather shoes to impress the British so that they could see this as a valuable culture and hear the message. Prabhupada had our ladies live in the temples. He gave Gayatri mantra to the women. He sent us out on the streets in western clothes. This is all novel. It wasn't accepted in ancient culture. But according to time, place, and circumstances, novel ways of spreading the movement were continuously coming up. And now we're also doing the same. But it shouldn't be at the expense of this most important instruction to continue the distribution of Sri Prabhupada's books. So we're very happy to hear how successful the local devotees here in Vrindavan and UP were in, in that particular service. In many ways, India is the front runner in every year in the distribution of Prabhupada's literature. So all glories to the Indian Yatra for continuing this missionary activities. We must always remember that first and foremost, ISKCON is a missionary movement. One time a devotee said to Prabhupada, Shri Prabhupada, sometimes I feel so sad to see how people are suffering in this world. Very nice statement. In the mood of Prahlad Maharaj, another great devotee, Prabhupada shot back, why sometimes? We are first and foremost preachers. And this is one of the ways we serve the holy name. Kali Kali Namarupa Krishna Avatar. The holy name is also an incarnation of the Lord, primarily meant for the Kali Yuga. It's Krishna Himself. Nama Chintamani Krishna Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha. And that holy name is meant to be disseminated throughout the entire world. Our whole lives revolve around chanting Hare Krishna 
and distributing the Mahamantras, Mahamantra to others. We sit down every morning. Nowadays there's so many seminars, the Japa Seminar, all glorious to the Japa Seminar. Physician, heal thyself. You can't cure others unless you're strong in Krishna consciousness. So any preaching program begins with good sadhana. Not that the preaching is at the expense of the sadhana. That means you'll burn out after some time. Good sadhana, as my glorious godbrother Satyananda Swami says, the three Ps, posture, pronunciation, and prayer. That's how we chant Japa. Prabhupada said, sit properly. And every time the tape's playing in the temple room, Prabhupada's Japa tape, you look around, sit properly, you see everyone sit up. <laughs> Pronunciation, every syllable, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. From the first Hare to the last Rama, <laughs> 16 rounds. Pronunciation and prayer. Not to chant mechanically and then pull the last round down, but with some feeling. One time in Boston, a, a, um, a guest, Bhakta Michael, he said to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, why the same thing over and over? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Like, what does it mean? Prabhupada closed his eyes and, what does it mean, the Hare Krishna mantra? And Prabhupada had always given his standard answer, my dear Lord, my dear inner to the Lord, Srimati Radharani, please engage me in your devotional service. This time Prabhupada said, what does it mean? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. It means, my friend, my friend, my friend. The Maha Mantra is more than a mantra. Nowadays there's the mantra, mantra meditation. It's more like a prayer, isn't it? My dear Lord, my dear eternal consort of the Lord, Radharani, most merciful. Please, won't you reestablish me? somehow in your eternal devotional it's a prayer of the heart so when we chant we have to chant with devotion so that's our japa that establishes that gives the purification it uproots it, it destroys to the root the karmic reactions of many sinful activities it uproots the material desires and throws them to a distant place and it gives us the chance to awaken that praying that love that is dormant within the hearts and then we come together in the temple and we chant loudly, japas, softly, it's murmured, like Gayatri's murmured. Murmured means not silent, not loud, so others can hear. So japas generally low tone, although when many devotees it's like, turns a little beehive. Oh, it's very nice. But we hear how the Goswamis in their kirtans, when they can, to the very loud they're chanting. And therefore, Srila Jiva Goswami says in his Bhakti Sandarbha that the congregational chanting of the holy names is so important because he says even a neophyte devotee can sometimes experience ecstatic symptoms in the midst of such a kirtan with devotees. When you come together, we all come together and we chant in the temple or, I know, it's even more powerful. And then, like Mahaprabhu said at Srivasangam one day, take the chanting to the streets of Nadia. Go out. Because the holy name becomes especially merciful to those who distribute it to others. Srinam Prabhu. The holy name is a person. It's non-different than Krishna. So as a person has likes and dislikes and preferences, the holy name is especially merciful to devotees who take the name to the streets in the form of kirtan or book distribution or festivals or college seminars. When we make it public, we make the mantra, it's not a secret mantra, we make it public. Then Srinam Prabhu, Krishna says in Gita, there's none more dear to me than those who are preaching this eternal message of the Gita or Krishna. Gita means song, the words of the Lord. So just like we have uh, Dwarka, Mathura, Brindavan, 
All are on the absolute plane, transcendental holy places. But they also differ in the differ in their the quality of their prema. The workers in the mood of Aishvarya, on veneration. Mathura has a little mixture of on veneration and prema. But Brindavan, it's pure prema. So in the same way, we have our japa. We have our Prabhupada said the most important instruction of the spiritual master of all the instructions one may receive both in general through reading Prabhupada's books, listening to his lectures and his tapes and getting a personal instruction of all the instructions the most important is to rigorously chant every day 16 rounds Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Hare Perfect! Actually, it's the one service that we vow never to fail in. At the time of initiation, we promise our spiritual master. My dear spiritual master, the one service that I vow that I will always offer to your lotus feet is the chanting of my sick. I promise to chant 16 rounds a day and follow the four regular principles. It's the one service out of all the seva we do in our lifetime that we vow I shall not fail in this service. Interesting. Perfect. But in this age, the sadhus came out of the forest, out of the kunja, and they gathered together by the order of Guranga, and they chanted together, like Naratam Dashtakur. He had his special kirtan, special way of dancing, his beautiful melodies which melted the hearts of even devotees like Srinivasacharya, Shamananda Pandit, Mother Janava. His, his kirtan was especially imbued with devotion and dancing. His kirtan was so special, that congregational chanting of the devotees was so special that it manifested the Panchatattva at Keturi, the first uh, Gorpurnim festival. Srinivas, Shamananda and Nartam came up with the idea. It's been 50 years since Garunga has left. Everyone's just sitting idly, crying tears of separation. Let's ignite the fire of the Sankirtan movement. That's the essence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. Let's have a festival. Bring, bring the devotees back together. Establish the real doctrine of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings because people were commenting and speculating what is Mahaprabhu's teachings. So the pundits came together, they discussed, this is Mahaprabhu's message, this is his siddhanta, this is his teachings. And then, to revive the faith of the devotees, Kirtan, Kirtan, and Nartam was singing, and his singing, Guranga appeared, Nitai appeared, Advaitacharya appeared, Gadadhar, Srivas, so, such special, perfect. There's perfect, more perfect, and most perfect. And what is the most perfect? Then when we share our good fortune with others. This is the perfection of Krishna consciousness. We have been blessed. But to retain that blessed state and to increase and expand on it, we must go out and share Krishna consciousness with others. When that spirit dies, the movement dies along with it. That is the spirit of Iskhan. Prabhupada said, Iskhan is non-different than my body. And that was Prabhupada's mood. Who knows who Sridhar Prabhupada is in the spiritual world? We're not meant to speculate. But something extraordinary. One time a devotee asked Prabhupada, Who are you in the spiritual world? Prabhupada said, If I told you, you would faint. <laughs> And one time Prabhupada was sick, and when you become sick, you become pale, weak and whitish. And Prabhupada got his health back, and his color came back, that beautiful golden, reddish gold color Prabhupada. And one devotee came in, oh, Prabhupada, you look well again. You've, Prabhupada said, yes, I've got my color back, this reddish gold. He said, this is my color in the spiritual world. <laughs> the devotee told me this, he was Prabhupada's secretary. And the devotee went, wow. And he went to Nectar Devotion to try to find 
corresponding but we shouldn't speculate our relationship with Srila Prabhupada at the stage of our sadhan bhakti is that he's our spiritual master he's our direct spiritual master or he's our grandfather's spiritual master but everyone direct disciple next generation third, fourth, fifth, sixth generation everyone has the same access to Srila Prabhupada through the parampara not that Prabhupada's mercy is more there for his disciples, no. Anywhere you plug into the electrical cord, you get the same dose of energy. <laughs> not here, it's more than here, it's the same. But you have to know how to connect through the Guru Parampara. The disciple becomes the next spiritual master. That has been the tradition for millions and millions and millions of years. So this was whoever Prabhupada is in the spiritual world engaged now in his Niti Lila what was his mood here? his mood was the same as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and if it's good enough for God it's good enough for us if God comes here and he enjoys the Sankirtan movement of congregational chanting of the holy names what more do we want? when he comes here and he displays his pastimes of preaching Krishna consciousness Ah, that is something remarkable. God Himself enjoys the pastime of disseminating knowledge in the form of Nagar Sankirtan. And that was Prabhupada's mood. That was the mood of His Guru, Guru, Guru. That was Prabhupada. Those of you, or to some small degree myself, that was always Prabhupada's mood. When He came to the temple from the Vyasa So, how many books have been distributed? How many devotees have been made? How many temples have been opened? This was the mode of a Vaikuntha, let us say a Brajabasi from Goloka Vrindavan. Well, in, in this material realm, this was his mood. So by serving his mood here, we qualify to serve his mood there. Whatever that mood may be. Manjari Bhav, whatever. Not, we should not speculate. Whatever his mood is there, we qualify ourselves by serving his mood here. Which is, how many books have been distributed? How many temples have been opened? How many devotees? What novel ways are you thinking to spread the Sankatan movement in an authorized way according to the time places? Always that. The results. That's what gives pleasure to Sridhar Prabhupada. We saw so many times. Nothing pleases me more than this book distribution. This is one of the principal reasons Mahaprabhu appeared to spread the chanting of Hare Krishna and of course he had his internal bhav, his internal mood to experience the loving sentiments of Srimati Radharani. So first things first, he put the horse before the cart. We will become qualified, first deserve, then desire. We will become qualified as we want, as we know, the Siddhanta, Goloka Vrindavan, all those wonderful Leela. We want to be part of that. We'll become part of it by pleasing our spiritual master. Everything is based on Guru Nishta, faith in the instruction of the spiritual master. And we know how much this preaching please. So we can't let that missionary spirit fade in time in ISKCON. Nowadays we have the Japa seminars. Perfect. Nowadays we have the bhajans, especially all glories to the younger generation who has picked up this mood of bhajan, sitting together, purifying our hearts, getting a taste for devotional service, communities like New Raman Reti, Alachua, Every day, every year, Madhava Prabhu comes through. Badahari Prabhu is there, and Satyanandan Swami with his Kirtan Mela in, in Germany, and Sri Pallad and the devotees in Australia. It's a wonderful phenomena, a new phenomena, but certainly authorized. Coming together, strong emphasis. My only complaint is where is the strong emphasis on going out and sharing our good fortune with others? To some degree, I have to say that it's faded. It's faded a little bit. We don't go out like we used to, the old days, <laughs> when our main focus was sharing our good fortune with others. And if you think like that about the welfare of others, that is the heart of a Vaishnava. 
a Vaishnava's heart is that he's sad when he sees people bereft of Krishna consciousness and his sole source of happiness is when he sees others get the opportunity for Krishna consciousness. This is the refining our focus, like when you're if you're a photographer, you know a lot about focus. Now they have automatic focus. You just click. It's all about focusing, then taking the picture. So what is our focus? This movement is a missionary movement. It's meant to deliver the entire human society. And if we sit back and simply relish the process ourselves, which we should, but if we leave it at that, oh, that was nice, Bhajan. Well, the whole world's going to hell. And we have the answers to their hellish situations, both economically, environmentally, politically, psychologically. We have the answers to their, to their dilemma. If we don't go out and solve their problems, we have not pleased your problem. We talk about going back home, back to Godhead. That is a noble ideal. But we cannot go back to Godhead unless we have fulfilled the desires of our spiritual master, our founder Acharya Sridhar Prabhupada. And he has very big desires <laughs> that the whole world, Krishna should be famous. There should be books in every house. There should be well-established gurukuls throughout the land. Libraries should be full of Prabhupada's books. There should be farming communities, self-sufficient farming communities. There should be a strong program to fight atheism in its form of science in the modern day. Prabhupada says, why is no one challenging these rascals? <laughs> Life comes from matter. There's no soul. It's okay to kill the child in the womb. It's a hellish world out there. Schools, farms, temples, deity worship, book distribution. We have a lifetime of service ahead of us. So when these things are all done, and a lot of it will be done simply by informing people of the way to do it through the books, because they're out there. People will read. Maybe not now, but the time will come when the situation of this world becomes so deplorable, people will beg for some positive alternative, and it will be there. The former Prabhupada. Vedic culture has existed down to the present moment because it, it was always there in the Sanskrit language. Foreign invasions came and went and this happened, but always there in Sanskrit, so you could always find the answers in that language. So the time will come. And we have to make sure that that answer to their problems is out there. This is our duty. And when that's done, you, we can go to Sri Prabhupada and said. Prabhupada, mission accomplished. What's next? Mama Janmani Janmani Ishwara Bhavata Bhakti Ahaitaki. I'm ready to take birth again and again and again. Why? Because I will not ask to go back to Godhead until the mission of my Guru is fulfilled in this world. We have, to go. we have not completed this one instruction to disseminate knowledge throughout the world, and we're going and asking for the highest cherished blessing. This is our mood. Of course Papa may decide. Well enough, you can go now. <laughs> There's others now of the second generation, third generation. They're taking up. So he may. But our mood should be we should not ask for the highest benediction until we have fulfilled the desires of our spiritual master and Sridhar Prabhupada. So we thank those who have done this austerity of going out and distributing books in this marathon. It's an austerity, but it's like child's play for a Sankatan devotee. Prabhupada wrote one of my godmothers. He said, I can understand how difficult it is you're traveling in England in the winter during the Christmas time and it's snowing and it's cold. You don't know where you're going to stay. You may not get sufficient food. He said, it's very difficult, but he said, because it's Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement, Parnam Drishtanivartante, you're getting that higher taste. For you all these austerities are like child's play. Like children, they like to go out in the rain, play in the puddle. Mother's going, ah! Child's thinking, ah! So these austerities for a Sankirtan devotee, ah, 
It's like child's play. We love to preach. It's not an austerity. Maybe the first few days or weeks of our career in Krishna consciousness. There's nothing more satisfying than giving someone else the opportunity for devotional service. And when you go out there and preach Krishna consciousness in various ways, as a sannyasi, as a brahmachari, as a grihastra, just telling your neighbors about Krishna consciousness, cooking some prasadam for them, or having a home program. There's so many ways. It all makes up the complete movement of Lord Chaitanya. Everyone, according to his means, has no greater satisfaction. So if you're feeling some disturbance in your heart, if you're having some difficulty, go out and preach. Again, it's better to give than it is to receive. It will solve your problems and the problems of the world. As Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati said one time in a famous lecture, this preaching will make your life perfect and it will make others' lives perfect. So thank you to the local um, brahmacharis, brahmacharinis, grihastras who took the message to heart. Thank you for the support teams, the pujaris who stayed back and maintained the deity worship very nicely as it always is here in Vindan. Thank you to the temple administration for facilitating everybody. Thank you to all the devotees who in various ways helped them and thank you to the people who were there to receive this message. We also thank the people who graciously accepted the mercy which we are humbly offering them on behalf of our spiritual masters and Sridhar Prabhupada. The people make it perfect. If there was no people to preach to, what would it be? Actually, it's described that Balaram takes more pleasure in the pastimes in Kali Yuga than he does 5,000 years ago with Krishna because as Nitai, he can freely distribute. He's the original spiritual master. He can freely distribute this knowledge. 5,000 years ago, they were displaying the transcendental pastimes. Come everyone, watch this transcendental stage of Sri Vrindavan Dham. Look! And people would watch and become inspired. The Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur describes that Balaram takes special pleasure in Kali Yuga. He comes as Nitai and he becomes the general on the battlefield of Sankirtan. He goes out himself and, and gives the mercy. Him and Haridas Thakur to the, to the fallen. So this is a special opportunity for us. It's a special opportunity for the people. So thank you once again, all the wonderful Sankirtan devotees, the supporters, the helpers. And even if you could only give your good wishes to the Sankirtan devotees, thank you to one and all. Thank you again for listening to Sankirtan On. Please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends for regular updates and inspirational stories on how, by giving, we grow. Thank you for sharing this time with us. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.